This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora, my name's Rex Lovegrove, and welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Hey, welcome once again to Colours of the Heart. And before we kick the program off, I just give the my sponsors a, a thumbs up in regard to the to the heartfelt support I get from Access Radio and of course Kiwi Bike. Love you guys, love you guys, love you guys. Now I've got an interesting man in the house and he's he he's big on sustainability and whānau and he's got his, his heart is as, as big as I am and if you've ever seen any of my pictures whānau I go oh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a beast of a man and this fellow illustrates that in relation to the energy and the enthusiasm, enthusiasm he has for sustainability and whānau. John welcome to Colours of the Heart brother. Thank you for allowing me to come on today. Oh, hey, you're most welcome. I, I heard you speak some time ago, and you speak with such passion and heart. And you've created some systems, some some workable systems in regard to sustainability, um, and you've linked it strongly to family, to whānau. And I'd just like to hear a little bit about you and what, what you're doing. What's your mahi, brother? Uh, uh, kia ora, uh, Rex. The, uh, my, um, uh, I come out of the building industry in terms of uh, having served uh, uh, an apprenticeship back in the old days, in the 80s, uh, and uh, built a lot of residential homes, uh, timber-framed homes, a lot of commercial projects uh, in my time. And in the uh, 90s, uh, early 2000s, I become uh, more involved in quantity surveying, still in the same construction industry, but uh, doing a lot of budgeting, pricing, uh, procurement, those sorts of things uh, within the industry. So that's the industry that I come out of, or I suppose my experience in that uh, mahi. But um, yeah, so it's uh, given me a bit of a foundation for some of my thinking. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Now, I know sustainability is important to you and building homes that mm. are affordable and safe. Aye, yep. mm, so would you like to talk about that, my brother? Yeah, look, uh, I suppose uh, my initial interest uh, goes back to my own father and our whānau back in the early 90s when uh, our uh, hapu trusts and that from uh, Rotorua, uh, places like that, we were looking for a construction system uh, that was a bit more affordable. Uh, but uh, we didn't want to compromise on the quality of the home. Uh, we wanted to actually try and... Uh, uh, develop a package or a housing concept that uh, gave our people a better uh, heating uh, abilities within their homes, uh, you know, uh, all of those sorts of things that people talk about today. Uh, that's the sort of uh, housing system that we look for then. 
We couldn't find it within the uh, New Zealand Building Code 3604 at that time, uh, Timber Framed uh, Building Code. So uh, we went over to the United States uh, for a little while to look at technologies there and found a uh, SIP uh, panel technology uh, that had been around since uh, World War II uh, used in construction. Uh, SIP uh, meaning structural insulated panels. It's a, effectively a manufactured uh, type of panel. Uh, that uh, best way to describe it is uh, uh, like uh, Lego building in blocks uh, a house. Uh, it's um, manufactured in panels and um, uh, stood up in panels. So it's a uh, modular or panelized type of construction system. So. We found all of those things, and uh, it was a product that had uh, a very high thermal rating. Uh, it couldn't burn. Effectively, its uh, a core was uh, self-extinguishing. Uh, it uh, closed-cell technology that suffocates when it's under fire load or heat. Uh, it had soundproofing qualities and tremendously strong when uh, these panels are built uh, as a single structure, uh, tremendously strong uh, earthquake and wind rating. So we had that, uh, if you like, we found a product uh, then, uh, Rex, but we um, uh, we couldn't bring that building system into New Zealand without going through a brand's appraisal system. Uh, and, and that was another uh, hikoi altogether. Aye, aye. <laughs> that, that was the reality check, I suppose, between uh, the dreams and the, and the actual rubber on the road. So... Okay, we, uh, we found a, a Māori Trust in Palmerston North uh, that were interested in doing some housing. And uh, we found a partner to market. Uh, at that time, it was uh, James Hardy uh, using a cement board product on the outside. And uh, together, we did a, a brand's uh, appraisal uh, um, regime, I suppose you call it, or, or, or test that uh, to validate the product could be used uh, in New Zealand. Uh, we, uh, our uh, whanau, uh from uh, back home, we were the first uh, uh, people in New Zealand. Uh, we formed a company to actually test uh, the SIP panels uh, here. And uh, we built uh, some homes in Palmerston North uh, and achieved all of the things we wanted, uh, if, if you like, uh, through that process by uh, uh, not only did the, could the houses be constructed uh, to a uh, high level of uh, building um, uh, quality, but the quality of the home themselves, uh, you know, exceeded our expectations. Um, and with all of that, uh, we were able to uh, not increase the cost of a house, but actually lower it. Wow. And so uh, that opened a, a door, if you like, um, to uh, which is where we were headed, because we wanted to be able to provide affordable uh, housing for people, uh, you know, who don't have big jobs and don't earn big dollars. So uh, uh, we thought we had actually uh, hit the jackpot then, but unfortunately, we we sort of hit the ice. So we we, we didn't understand the market uh, didn't like that. Uh, the market at that time didn't want to see um, uh, cheaper houses. And so uh, our market support uh, via James Hardy and, and other places, uh, they stepped away from us. And uh, if you like, uh, um, we understood then uh, that New Zealand was a timber frame market. And uh, so we, uh, we still use that technology. Um, 
I think my brother went to Papua New Guinea and uh, helped set it up there. And I went into uh, Kyrgyzstan in Russia and into Hunting Mansusk in uh, Siberia. Wow. And set up uh, small manufacturing plants there uh, that I understand are still operating today, but obviously on a, a large commercial scale. So, yeah. Wow. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. And, and so your, your driving force is to provide affordable homes. So when you say affordable, what are you talking about in relation to, a, um, to, to building a three, four bedroom home in comparison to this technology that you talked about? What's the difference? Okay, so uh, as a QS, uh, you know, I price work for uh, companies all around the country, uh, or North Island uh, especially, sorry, uh, Tauranga, uh, South Auckland, Waikato, uh, Taranaki, um, down in Manawatu. So, uh, you know, I'm aware of the different cost structures. They're slightly different. But in essence, uh, at a upper end in the market, we've got houses going to market now at around about $4,500 a square metre. It's, it's incredible. Uh, we um, uh, believe, uh, certainly uh, where we are in the market at the moment, we're a bit above the $2,000 a square metre market, mm. uh, uh, area rather, in terms of the cost to build. And when I say the cost to build, I don't mean just the structure, I mean the plumbing fittings, the electrical, everything that you need really to move into the house. Uh, you know, um, uh, carpets, uh, uh, those sorts of things. Um, so, uh, but if we are able to uh, step out and achieve the things we want to, we will get back to manufacturing uh, these uh, SIP panels and uh, our intention is to see that price drop even further. Wow. Um, and, and so uh, then all of a sudden, you know, the Kiwi Bank loans that, are, that sort of are set at back home in uh, Rotorua, if I have $400,000, uh, that's the money they give me to buy a house. But now $400,000 uh, for uh, uh, most um, uh, building companies, you can't buy a, uh, a decent home for that amount of money or you can only buy a one-bedroom home. Well, our whānau don't have one uh, child uh, necessarily. <laughs> you know? uh, we like children and we have heaps of them. And not only that, we've got uh, heaps of uh, our whānau like to come and stay. So we want houses that are homes. Yeah. You know, I don't like the word house. You know, a, a home, that's what we have. You know, and and the home is where our grandparents can live, where our parents can live, where our whānau can live, yeah. and where people feel that they can come there and actually find shelter. Aye, aye. You know, if there's something hard, they don't need to be on the streets. Yeah, they should feel. But you know, when our people are, are and I don't speak of just uh, Māori here, I speak of all New Zealanders. When we're under stress, and we can't even afford the groceries, let alone the rent of a house, how do we get from there to owning a home? Well, owning the home, people say, uh, the government now, I hear, they say, and I'm sorry to pick on this, but the government say now that, well, really, these things are almost beyond us now. We need to think of different uh, dynamics. Well, no, you know, we need to own our own homes because that's who we are. It's where our colour is, where we can uh, be, our parents can uh, be honoured, our grandparents can be honoured. See, when you have your own home, that's where you become yourself. That's where Māori or Pākehā, that's where we res, uh, uh, retain our self-respect and money. Yeah. You know? That's how I look at it. Oh, and, yeah. and when, you were, when you were sharing so passionately, 
I could I could feel um, the, the importance of having a, a fuddy, something that we can call our own, because it sustains who we are as well. Exactly. And that that's born, born out of whānau and, and extends beyond that. It's yeah. so important. And we need a home base. And I just yeah. love, love, love your passion. Whānau, yeah. hey, look, you with Colours of the Heart. We'll pause for a song. And if you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia forward to Colours of the Heart and I've got John in the house and he's talking about sustainability and values and whānau and what's important to, to him and our community in relation to that that's required for the changes that are necessary in regard to that, that connection, that whānau connection, that sustainability in regard to actually living a life that's associated with you know, freedom of choice, living a life that's associated with the basic needs including housing and I just love his passion so Brother, you, you got you got pain to say, so just kick down the door and <laughs> do your yeah. thing. Do your yeah. thing. Yeah. Look, uh, I suppose you know those are wonderful things. We've discussed some wonderful, uh, if you like, that that passion and that pakaro around. Uh, you know uh, what having a home does for us as family and as hapuiki. You know, that's our, our, uh, our whadanu, you know, it was built upon the principle that uh, uh, many families could come into one place. But the reality is, how do you take 
that, uh, that love, I suppose, and that uh, passion to market. Uh, they are, uh, can be two very different things. And so my experience in the last uh, few years especially, I mean, we've had uh, governments that have uh, promised a large housing programs uh, to New Zealanders, not just Māori, but New Zealanders, uh, to, uh, I suppose, uh, achieve many of the things we're talking about. I'm not unique in that sense. Uh, uh, a few of us are. We all have the, and share those same needs. But, you know, uh, the government, in my view, has not succeeded in, in that area. Now, many years ago, around about 2006 or seven, I was asked, uh, uh, as part of a study I, I, uh, uh, by the Maltby Group uh, for uh, Government, uh, to uh, understand from their perspective how much of the dollar spend uh, is uh, actually uh, government-based, and I'll explain that shortly. And so I, I did up this analysis, it uh, took me uh, some months of uh, uh, mainly, I must say, housing focus at that time, residential housing, of which uh, I suppose I can, I won't say I'm an expert, but I, I have a lot of understanding in that market. And the results of that were uh, quite astounding. Uh, I found and was able to prove through the breakdown of all the costs that uh, at that stage, this is going back, of course, uh, not 20 years, but a good 15 years or so ago, that uh, 34 cents uh, or 34% of all of the cost in a house was either a, a some form of government tax or a council a form of revenue. And if we look at that, uh, so 34 cents in every dollar. So if you're buying a hundred, if your house cost you a hundred thousand dollars, $34,000 of that went back to government in one shape or another. So uh, as an example, 15% GST, that's $15,000. Your uh, brands fees, your parks and reserves fees, your consent fees, your, and the list goes on. The, the fact that you're required to get uh, certain engineering things done to fulfill those council uh, bylaws and those sorts of uh, uh, construction things. So I found that Actually, the largest or the, the biggest uh, obstruction and the prohibitor between us and being able to afford a house was government itself. And so I understand where governments sit in this whole, uh, if you like, uh, chain of supply and demand in regards to housing. And I know even though their hearts may have been right in terms of we're going to build 10,000 homes a year or whatever that might be. But in the reality, they, the way that the uh, economy or their economy is structured around housing, we can't do that. So as from my perspective, in order to uh, achieve the savings, uh, those savings, uh, by the way, uh, those costs are not going to go. The government are not going to step away from GST. They're not going to step away from uh, parks and reserves fees they, uh, and all of those things. So the uh, other, uh, what, 65% or so that's left, we've got to find savings in that portion. And so my, uh, if you like, uh, passion and uh, experience as a quantity surveyor, uh, construction, was to look at how do we do that? Well, if we take our existing uh, timber frame market, timber frame walls, uh, uh, trusses, those sorts of things, uh, again, uh, all of the uh, results are rigged before we start. 
we can't achieve the necessary savings to make a significant difference to whānau or our families, Māori and Pākehā, looking to buy a house. We can't achieve it like that. What do we turn to then? Well, we have to turn to a form of housing that uh, is cheaper to manufacture. It has to be manufactured housing. Because with manufactured housing, you're able to, if you like, uh, uh, cap the costs to a degree. Um, with a manufactured housing product, I can uh, increase the speed of my build on site or in a factory or components of it in a factory. So we're able to, if you like, uh, uh, tip upside down some of those things that we've never been able to do before. And for that reason in the market today, you see some very good products going to market that have those objectives in mind, but they lack one thing. They lack the humanity gene and that humanity gene is about uh, accepting that we all need, as part of this, to accept less profit. See? So it's not just a change in uh, taking housing to market, but a change in the business of Fakaro around it. Right. The whole thing has to change. Otherwise, we can't change. And so in all of these things, I'm not just talking about one bit being a solution, but really a, a number of pieces of this jigsaw puzzle. So if we're able to increase the speed of the build, we reduce the labour cost. Easy, eh? You reduce the time of your labour cost on site, you reduce your scaffolding cost. You reduce your insurance's cost because you're on time, you're on site less. You reduce uh, your health and safety costs because instead of being on a site for, let's say, just pick a number, 20 weeks, you're now on site for 12 weeks. See? In all of those things, you're pulling back that time and all of those associated costs, insurances, scaffolding, uh, construction fees, et cetera, et cetera. All of those now are, are hard, almost. So now you begin to take large bites out of this uh, construction economy without compromising on the quality of a home. Hmm. See, it's not magic. It's not some hidden mystery. It's just the delivery of market to houses. You have to stop, take a breath and say, hey, we need to make some changes here. So our changes are around the SIP-panelized home to market. We know we can manufacture that uh, home overall. The more SIP panel we use in the house, the cheaper the home. The more SIP panel we use in a home, the faster uh, the build. The faster the build, the less the cost, the less the insurance, the less the scaffold, tamir tamir, right? So again, it's not about some clever scientist inventing this. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. It's about people who have been had a good boot up the ass, who understand the market in the raw uh, bone to bone mentality of it. It's a vicious market out there. How do you survive? How do you compete? This is not about uh, dream time stuff. This is about uh, having to step out into a market where you have to compete, stay alive, but that heart in us to deliver housing to our Māori and Pākehā people. Mm. That's what this is about. Oh, man, you, you're so passionate and you're called all, my mm. brother. I, I, look, I could listen to you all day. I <laughs> truly could. Oh, when I first met you, I don't know, about three, four months ago, you, um, you, you, you stood in, in front of an audience sharing your heart and, and around the possibilities of us taking what, what has been quite a trying time and turning it around 
in a wine which serves all. Right. And, and you're, you're, you're not just about yourself, you're right. about, about um, the extension of whānau and your community. Yeah. I, what I'm really curious about, what makes up John? You know, what's so unique? And I, know I, can, I can pick that you're a very humble man. I oh. can see that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely see some magic. And, I, and I'd just like to you know, play with that a little bit, mm. poke you a little bit <laughs> in the most gentle way so I get more of the man that's speaking so profoundly in relation to that that you love. So what, what would get you up in the morning, John? Uh, actually, uh, I'm 62 years old now. Ooh. And I still bounce out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I'm thick because I just haven't, don't realise I've been given a hiding. <laughs> so no, I have a very positive outlook on life. Uh, but part of that getting up uh, early and getting out of bed and attacking the day uh, comes from my grandmother, uh, a Māori lady, and she used to have a stick. And if we weren't out of bed at <laughs> six in the morning, she decided to use it on us. But, uh, you know, she was uh, full of love. Uh, our, uh, the house I grew up, my uh, dad's Māori, my mother's Scottish. Uh, uh, they're both passed now. But see, we're a product of their lives and of the lives of our generations. Mm. You know, our tūpuna desired uh, our, our lives were better. Mm. Eh? And not that they necessarily may be better, but I think that uh, there's bits of them that are present in us. That's how my whakaara works. Mm. Uh, that, uh, 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 if you like, allow us to bring forth fruit. And every generation brings forth fruit. And that's what I want to say to our young people is, is that, you know, for all the suffering in that of our uh, tūpuna, our, our grandparents, our parents, you know, we all have all have to suffer in our own ways. Going to work, to jobs sometimes that we don't like, to put food on the table, you know, there's a suffering in that. Suffering in uh, battles overseas and, and losing their lives, there's a suffering in there, you know, great suffering. But out of it all uh, was this uh, one hope that uh, our next generation uh, would be better. Mm. And that's one thing I want to say to our young people, is that uh, that is such a tonga. Mm. It is such a, a thing that gives us life, you know. It's a, a thing that uh, blesses us, that we can't put down or extinguish. Mm. We're part of that waka. We're part of that hikoi. Mm. We and you know, just enjoy every day. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a in a silly way. Sometimes, you know, we go to bed and we think, Man, why did I get up? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of days like that. But you know what? In the winter eh, the sap in the tree goes into the roots. In the hard times that's what happens to us. But in the summer, when that when the harder the winter, the better the spring and the fruit. Right? Eh? Thank you, thank you, John, for your aroha, your passion in relation to what's possible and what you're doing in our community. Whānau, you're with Colours of the Heart, and if you haven't been told today, and you have, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired stimulated by what has been said you can contact me at mountaintop life coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback if you haven't been told today let me be the first you are cared for kia this show was made at access radio 
Taranaki and New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.